You're listening to On the Edge, a production of Cleaver Magazine. On the Edge is a virtual poetry reading where authors' voices bring their works to life. This is the second in a two-part series featuring artists reading their work from the June 2017 issue of Cleaver. Our first artist of the episode is Tina Barr. Tina's poems have been recently published or are forthcoming in the Atlanta Review, American Book Review, and Alaska Quarterly Review, among others. Her books include Kaleidoscope and The Gathering Eye. She co-edits the Shining Rock Poetry Anthology and Book Review. Here's Tina reading their piece, Green. When I lift the lid of the compost bin, heat swells toward me, the first layer. Clippings from grass moan as soon as the rain dries. Farley said, if you cut hay still green, it'll set the barn on fire. When it breaks down, it'll heat up and combust. At the bottom, red worm slivers weave intricacies in watermelon rind, husk from garlic, peach pits. Discarded are native peaches are half-eaten below the grapevine, too hard even for bears, who leave prints only Farley can read. When I lift the lid of the cold frame, I watch for snakes, but no one swirls under chard's pink and yellow stems, the cover of splayed collards or linked to peppery watercress. Last week, Farley combed the bank for a stick he cut to a fork, pinned it over the copper head but it swirled itself into mulch and Farley twirled it up like a marshmallow blistering from fire, pulled clippers from his back pocket, snipped its head, whose jaws kept opening like a Venus flytrap's mouth. It'll keep moving till dark, he told us. Only good snake is a dead snake. Mandela was in prison. Free Mandela was a chant we heard in our heads. And I'd gone into prison with a poet friend, Etheridge, to give a workshop. Ended up writing letters to one of the men. My husband says, years later, what was he in for? At the time, it seemed within reason he'd sliced his wife's boyfriend. In the end, we find out who, among our friends, would call the cops, turn us in. Read more of Tina's work at shiningrockpoetry.com. Our second author of the episode is Meridon Duckler. Meridon is a poet and playwright from Portland, Oregon. 
Recently, her poetry has appeared in The Offing, Unbroken Journal, and Free State Review, among others. She's an editor at Narrative and the international philosophy journal Eventhal Aesthetics. Here is Meridon reading their piece, The Spectrum. The Spectrum. The mood of the river is to glitter, which is also a way to deflect. If I had to name its surface, I'd say it was the color of a sweaty disco tank. Color is how we comprehend the length of light, and what constitutes darkness is not without controversy. Water swallows all of the spectrum except blue, which is what it reflects. But this river is green, like the nails on the airport attendant who wanted me in a long-ago security drill, then bent close, sniffed my perfume, and said, Opium. Man, that takes me back. And I won't say she exactly did the hustle, but I won't say she was exactly still. The third author of the episode is Max Shepard. Max is a BFA painting graduate from the University of Nebraska at Omaha, and he can't help but confuse himself further by writing poems as well. He currently lives in Milwaukee with his dog, cat, and fiance, Sarah, who are all generously tolerant of his constant socio-political rambling. Here's Max reading their piece, Black Chameleon, Orange Dog, Yellow Lightning. Black Chameleon, Orange Dog, Yellow Lightning. Ghosts ruined our party. We were a mess when the lampshade began to shake. I was so drunk on whiskey and salt and the fluids of your body. A faux Greek vase on the table. Dead yellow roses. A staple of our culture is to intuit words before they are spoken. I raised my body from the crouching position and looked through a small telescope to see your deepest space. From a distance, your skin looks like darkness. From a distance, your skin is changing red, then indigo, then quartz. The clouds of gas spiral out of control. I am a spaceship sending out several signals to beacon for help. I kick the table. Did you know that Jack Daniel died of a toe infection? I didn't. You look at the ceiling. I seal my lips because I don't know what to say. We go to an imaginary grave where we put flowers. I don't remember. Tornadoes don't become dangerous until they learn to walk. I learned to walk when I was 16 years old, learned about alchemy, then God, then redoubts where soldiers bit the dust, as they say. I don't mean to say it like a metaphor. Did you notice the sun changed colors last year? Me neither. I lay outside during the summer and drank several beers until I could see fire everywhere. If you drink beer fast enough, you can see time slipping away faster than a fast dog, like a greyhound or some other one that I can't remember the name of. A redoubt is a defensive structure. Redoubts were used during the colonial era of Europe. Redoubt means place of retreat. If you hide for long enough, people will stop looking for you. My secret place is not called a redoubt, but a deep freeze. My lungs are filled with different kinds of dust. Heat the wax, dip the hand, cool the hand, dip the wax, heat the hand, cool the wax. 
If you put your hand into a hole that's lined with spikes, then what do you expect? I go outside most days. Some days not. Some days I nod off all day until I nod off permanently for sleep. My life looks like a mess from a distance. If you see me with a cloud around my head, just know that I am full of foreign substance. Tomorrow, I will get on a plane and go to a place where all the buildings are tall as mountains and will be so unsure of myself. It's okay, you don't have to know what you want, no one says. Will you be my redoubt, I say, my place of retreat? When I go inside you, can I hide from all the heat, hide from this goddamn sun? Be my deep freeze, put your body on my throat, on my lungs, on my fingers. Let me clench you close, like the words I tongue for meaning. Be spelled between my lips, be flown into an electrical storm. Be inside the basement, a cold duct will take you down, down, down. Our fourth and final author of the episode is Martha McCullough. Martha is a writer and video artist living in Chelsea, Massachusetts. She has an MFA in painting from the Pratt Institute, and her poems have appeared or are forthcoming in The Baffler, Cream City Review, and Crab Creek Review, among others. Her video poems have appeared in Tri-Quarterly, Data Bleed, and Atticus Review. Here's Martha reading their piece, Jerome in the Wilderness. Jerome in the Wilderness by an Unknown Painter In a god's eye view, all the edges are sharp. Tiny but distinct, Jerome picnics on a ledge with his apocryphal lion, sunlight falling on him in particular. Does he wonder if God might prefer him, unwashed, in stained, starving rags, as he has recommended to the Roman matrons, some now, presumably, in heaven. But no, he's wearing rose silk. He's brought along his tall crucifix, a skull, the egg-shaped stones he likes, the elegant apparatus of his project. His hat's a red, bright circle on the grass. Behind him, from a stony spindle, green hills tumble to the horizon. There is so much to see, the light that burnishes the sawtooth edge of every leaf, small castles punctuating the wilderness, and in a corner, awkward camels crossing a narrow bridge. The lion dozes. Jerome, kneeling half out of his robe, holds up a stone, ready to hit himself and to go on hitting hard until God pays attention. This concludes our two-part series highlighting artists published in Cleaver's June 2017 issue. A big thank you to Tina, Maradon, Max, and Martha for contributing to On the Edge. A reminder that you can read their work along with the entire June issue at cleavermagazine.com. On the Edge is a production of Cleaver Magazine. 
More virtual poetry readings can be found at our SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com slash on underscore the underscore edge, or by subscribing to us on iTunes. On the Edge was produced by Ryan Evans, original music created by Simon Aspinall. More virtual poetry readings are soon to come. Thank you so much for listening.